Welcome back to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. I wish there were an app that could detect human genuineness. Otherwise, I'm never really sure who's being real and who's putting on a show. Maybe even for some ulterior motive. So I start today's podcast with a simple question from my friend Nick. How do we know when someone is being their true self? I think you'll find his answer fascinating. Enjoy. I had a question. Yes, Uh, what is your question? We're talking about doing a... uh, Friend show together. We are we're, we're doing a friend show. Oh, and we're doing a friend show. But I'm saying we're talking about we're talking about the friend show the that we're that we're doing yeah. together, and um, and something that's really important to both of us is is people being able to show up as their genuine selves. Yeah. Okay. Whatever we choose to do. Um, my question is, how do you know when somebody else is actually showing you their genuine self? I would normally say crying. <laughs> Does it have to be like they have to be sad for you to see their no, genuine self? No, I would normally say they are they're so overwhelmed with emotion. It doesn't have to be sad mm. that they're cuz sometimes when you're seen and uh I think about uh something that we've talked about before like my therapist saying that must have been really hard for you. Yeah. Like that emotionally didn't make me sad. But I was I was getting teary eyed with emotion because it's like that is a strong way to give me incentive to think about what's going on. Right. right. Rather than just saying, yeah, I, you know, I just had to walk it off and that was it. it. It made me think about it in a different way. And so I think like that's when you first said that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Mm hmm is we don't like to get teary in front of other people. I yeah. don't. Yeah. So that's um, a that's a, a clear sign that they're not putting masks on because they wouldn't be doing that correct. if they could yeah. help doing that. What about if someone who laughs at cruelty? You know, it's like nobody. Oh, yeah, that just reacts to it. Yeah, it's like I, they couldn't help it. Yeah. You know, they're like, ah, ha, ha, that's, and you're going, oh, uh, okay. that's so, horrible. See, and now, I think genuine self as a positive thing, but genuine self can be a super negative thing if they just drop the N-word. Like they trust you enough or they're comfortable enough with you that they just drop the N word. Like it's nothing. Right. It's so I'm, I guess what I'm looking for is almost like a human soul detector, right? Where like, how, first off, how do I know when you're being the real you so yeah. that I can judge, it's horrible to say judge, but whether or not I want to be around you, Yeah. you know, cause I don't really care to spend time with people who have certain values. Uh, so I guess part of that question is like, if I act a certain way, am I that way? Like, who's to say that if you act a certain way long enough, then that's who you are. I think you are what you do. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, if, if Compared to you are what you say, right? Yeah. I'm going to watch what you do. I'm going to okay. watch. You know, and this, is, I, this is one of the ways that I've dealt with people in the business world, which I think has been really helpful, which is I hear you talking, but I'm watching you walking. And... And I'm going to trust my eyes more than my ears because you have less control over that piece of it. And what I find is if there's a disparity between the walking and the talking, I have a question of integrity. Uh, you know, okay, they're showing me something than what they're telling me, which means they're either actively trying to mask that they're this person or they don't know. <laughs> you know, And I don't know which, but yeah, so I, I look at that and I'm like, I, I don't want to. I want, I want to flush as few people out of my life as possible. I want to be as tolerant of wide and different viewpoints as I can possibly be. But there is a line, you know, and uh, I don't exactly know where it is, but I know it when I encounter it. I like the idea of, you know, I always wanted to be a superhero. 
Mm. But every once in a while, instead of flight or speed or, you know, invincibility, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to be able to read somebody else's mind. Yeah. Like that is, I want to know, not necessarily to use it against them, not necessarily to, so that I, uh, but for justice, mm. like I want to be in the courtroom and, or I want to be the detective and I want to know exactly who did what? Like, I want to be Matlock. That, that, Matlock. Of, of all of the Matlock, that's yeah. hilarious. I mean, he's super nice. Yeah. He's charming. He used to live in... Um, Mayberry. Mayberry, thank yeah. you. Gosh, that was a poll. I Honestly, just really miss but, And he uh, loved yeah. Ritz crackers. And I'm just saying, he's a wonderful man. And, yeah. and that would be you if you had mind reading skills. Which, by the way, I love that concept of being able to read other people's minds. But I couldn't have that skill. Because you can't look over my shoulder and notice somebody else without me acknowledging it and then turning my head and looking. So if I'm hearing the words inside your head, I'm probably responding to those words while I'm talking to you as well. I just would not be able to mask the fact that I know everything that's going on inside your head. I So there, there would be some darkness behind oh that God. character. And I think that's part of the thing that appealed yeah. to me as well is like, oh, okay, well, you know, I like Batman more than Superman. So obviously yeah. I need some darkness. Has there ever been like a, a modern... Um, thriller where the protagonist could read could read people's minds? More than likely. There's probably been a few. There's probably been some uh, superhero comics. One that strikes me is there was a character in a book, a comic book called The Authority, that actually felt the pain of everyone within a two-mile radius all the time. Ooh. So he lived, he was uh, Finnish, I think, and so he lived in Finland by himself, but then he would come out and... <laughs> you know, fight. And so he was, he would would. be beating somebody up, but also feeling their pain at the same time. Oh, that's really an amazing paradox. That's, I was going to say, now when he feels their pain, does he take the pain away from them? No. So it's double the pain. Okay. So that doesn't really double mint of pain. Okay. The question is, how is that a superhero power? Yeah, I mean, I it's, not, it's, it's not, not really so helping anybody with that. It's a super power. It is, it's, yeah. a, it's a super masochistic power. Well, I would imagine you'd be able to, if you knew somebody was in pain within a two-mile radius, you could help them. Yeah. Well, you better be strong. You better have some other superhero powers. Yeah. Or you're just going to sit there feeling miserable. Yeah. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. The character I was describing in this episode is named Yuko Hamalainen. And I do not want his very specific set of skills. As someone who is constantly thinking about when they find a genie or a magic monkey's paw and how to wish for superpowers without everything turning back on them, this character is definitely a cautionary tale. You got to watch those wishes, people. For example, if you wish for super speed but not invulnerability, a bug could hit you when you're running at 600 miles an hour and you're toast. Think about that, Flash. Have a great day.